we go. Spooky brush, spooky brush, spooky brush, spooky brush. A paranormal pocket from which you cannot run is spooky brush, spooky brush, spooky brush, spooky brush, spooky brush. Your traps will cook us food and we will make it fun. It's spooky brush, spooky brush, spooky brush. Welcome to Olivewood Manor and the podcast we're being forced to make. A few months ago, Taffodil Taff... Daffodil Taffeta... It's okay, I'm changing it anyway. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I'm... Th- uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I should give it away right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, Alright, for the great reveal. Yeah, it's gotta be a plant and a fabric. Right. So there's Juniper Jute. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a... Tulip Tweed. Mm-hmm. Uh, violet velvet. Okay. Um, pansy padding. No, that sounds bad. That sounds like some weird football jock strap type thing. Um, what what other fabrics are there? There's uh, chiffon, shrub chiffon. Wait, that's an S and a C. The... We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It and and daffodil taffeta is a is a DT. It's not a it's not a DD. Oh my god! I know. So, oh my god! You're right. Yeah. Oh, well, that I'm making it harder. I, my favorite flower, I think, would be a rose. Rose velvet, juniper jute. I don't fucking know. Okay. I can. Uh, right. Oh, right. The podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Olivewood Manor and the podcast we're being forced to make. A few months ago, someone who is determining their name and myself. Uh, got trapped in Olivewood Manor by the spirits and creatures that reside in the manor itself. Last week, uh, we were chased down to the basement in a plan to outrun a evil force that had taken up lordship, but has caused monster hunters to take residency now in his place. Yep, all his fault. I had nothing to do with it. Okay, we're not going to look into that just yet. (laughs) Madam has uh, been down here in the basement where we're hiding and just making sure that everyone is staying as quiet as possible as they have not found the entrance to the basement or any of the portals in the manor. So Standish is going around and trying to soundproof the best of his ability so we can stay here for a while. And uh, I'm not really sure what the plan is. I think Hickory was leading the plan to run uh, the monster hunters out, but... He's been more or less just dancing in Club Jelly for the past week. He's got disco fever, man. Like, hardcore. Uh, he's pretty good, though. Yeah. It's, it's, at least it's entertaining to watch him dance. But uh, I also think his plan, like, I think we executed it to the fullest extent. I think it, it does was seem like he didn't running have... Running away. He said he has another step, but I yeah. don't know if that was actually... His next step may have been just to disco for a while. Uh, yeah, well, and and there's no panicking at the disco, so he's he's pretty chill. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, you get it. It's, yeah, that's good. It's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, we, what about silk? What <laughs> juniper silk? Uh-uh. 
I, I think there needs to be some more workshopping done. <laughs> okay. But um, we did get through the new Happy New Year. Um, I don't know what to call you now. What? Just call me Daffy for right Daffy now. Daffy for now. Yeah. Okay. This is this is a pipe dream. Looks so happy. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 colloquialism has problems with pipe dream. I think. Oh, that's it. I think so. What? We'll look it up later. What does it mean? I. Well, I doesn't it have connotations of being like drug usage? Oh, that's okay. I guess it's weird for a sober person to say, huh? Well, yeah, we weren't always sober. No, we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got it all out of my system. <laughs> putting it all into my system. I'm talking a lot. I'm supposed to be following, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, because Madam is going around. I'm, I'm surprised Madam hasn't spoken up yet with how loud we're being. Yeah, I know, right? But, um, so this week, what we're going to do is we are going to air a some content that was on the Patreon. I'm not sure who made this or who's running the Patreons, but it's called Mucks the Origin. And uh, the ag copy I was given says it was released originally... Uh, November 18th of 2021. So uh, we're going to listen to that. And, that was uh, last year. That w- Well, yesterday was last year, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the first thing I said to you this morning. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I haven't seen you since last year. Even though we're all kind of sleeping in like a weird cuddle puddle situation in the basement. It, I, you know, it's okay. But I, the, I, I, I guess I didn't really understand that the spirits don't sleep. So right. it's just like you and I. Uh, and there's the whole issue of like creating a place to poop down here in the basement because nobody else is human. Yeah, there there is a bathroom though. Oh, uh, maybe <laughs> so you could show me that I, later. Where where have you been? I haven't. Oh, thank God. Okay, I'll show you where the bathroom it's is. It's getting bad though. Yeah, it's Back a it up. it's a little rundown, but it, this was a, a functioning manner before. So there are facilities uh, i'll show you i'm glad i was about to start following Pooji, the zombie rat around to see where where he dumps it so we're, we're gonna jump into this i'm excited to hear it i ha- i haven't heard this yet but uh yeah here's uh the origins uh monthly undetermined creator content originally released on patreon in november of last year here we go Yes. How's this? I'm up nice and close and intimate to it. With it. With it. With it. With it. Do you want to put it to where you're more comfortable? Or are you okay leaning forward like that awkwardly? Uh, I'm good here. Okay. Because if if I really want to sit back, I can. And like this, this isn't going to make too much noise. But I'm going to try not to touch it. I see your face. It's going to go poorly. Right. Okay. So I thought we would get started with the um, first creator. Thing. With the thirst creator. Yeah. Thirsty. I like how I suggested that you move the mic and you said, no, you're good. And then right, right. immediately. You said it was going to go poorly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking your advice. I love it. You're super fucking hero today. I mean, today and every day, but like, especially right now. Oh, thank you. 
Like your energy is just like boom, boom. So uh, now would be a good time to tell Wesm that we've been recording. Hi. <laughs> okay. Just getting the dolphins out. You know how it goes. I, I, I don't actually know how that goes. I can't say I've ever had the feeling to let the dolphins out. Let the dolphins out. No, you have to make noise. It's not. Oh. You have to be, who let the dolphins out? Like that? That was really good. Yeah, I, I know. I'm really impressed with that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's one of my many characters. So normally a um, creator series or uh, behind the scenes would happen like a year into a podcast. Um, I was thinking last night as I was about to go to sleep, it would be fun to jump in and start the series really, really early while everything's still fresh. Talk about all this stuff. And then we can look back and see how young and innocent and wrong we were. <laughs> it's going to be a great time portal for sure. Uh, I, I know a year from now we'll redo this and have a lot of reflecting and I agree with you because I think we've already learned a tremendous amount even though we're only on episode three. Right. Yeah. So um, right now today episode one is out. Episode two is posting in a couple of days and in today's marathon record uh, we're going to start episode three mm-hmm. which is really exciting because we're getting into the proper format that we want to run with for a while. Um, and we're trying out new things. Um, so the, the first thing I had on my list today was how spooky brunch became what it is (laughs) and kind of where it started from and and all that. Um, well maybe a, a better segue is to start with who we are because so far we've just been voices and some dolphins. Yeah, I mean, um, that kind of sums it up. So if, if you're able to describe yourself, do you want to go ahead or do you want to do each other? Oh, both. Okay. Both, I'll, for sure. I'll let you get started. Uh, hi, I'm Wesm uh, or Wesy, whatever. Um, let's see. I've been competitively doing music since I was seven years old. I double majored in music ed for both choral and instrumental teaching. I've done music, 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 music very, very seriously. Um, in the last year I've started also doing visionary paintings and other forms of art, uh, graphic designs, my day job. And I have always had so many funny voices and always, always have been obsessed with watching voice actors emulate different characters and that sort of a thing. So my background thus far, as I've said, has been all serious. And now I just aim to actually enjoy my life and that is what spooky brunch is to me the enjoyment part your turn <laughs> who are you <laughs> that perfect transition amazing throw that was great <clears throat> little yeah harmless uh, self promotion there for the, for the <laughs> it was more of a plug than, than, right, than right, anything right. else but yeah um so i'm cookie and you can tell my amazing uh voice talent skills by how different this voice is from Lulu's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an audio engineer and um, started with, uh, well, not started with, around 2007, I got into audio engineering, later went to college in Nashville to study audio engineering, did a lot of live sound. Um, a lot of the Lulu 
um, backstory uh, was a direct reflection. Although, um, I guess uh, Lulu would be a, a little bit of a left-hand turn at, at the beginning, especially after episode two, then the path that I actually took. So that's fun, but uh, back to actual cookie. Audio engineer and uh, worked for a company that um, they're named after a um, a cursed island where there's gold. Why am I protecting their IP? They're shut down. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve a plug. It's not that's a thing. why. That's oh. why. <laughs> so I, I work for this company doing... Um, uh, specializing in Halloween and Christmas events and um, always loved Halloween super about it. And they had a, um, a brand of products that we made all kinds of stuff. Like we made terror tools and props for haunted houses. And then we would go out and design haunted houses and it, it, it was Halloween year round. Um, and with my audio background, it was an easy fit to start making um, soundscapes for haunted houses and doing light narrative um, as you're going through along with design and stuff that doesn't really apply here. When that company shut their doors, uh, just prior to, uh, COVID, I decided to start spooky brunch as a Halloween supplier mm-hmm. and still do a little bit of that, get some orders for like fabrics and, and, and small stuff like that. But spooky brunch at that time, uh, was never a thing, uh, that I thought would be a podcast or, <laughs> about you know in some degree sobriety or yeah. you know plant-based eating or anything like right. that <laughs> uh, so um it wasn't until wesm came over mm-hmm. and i had some of the trade show stuff kind of just laying around the house so including terror tools and zombie rats and stuff like that that were around <laughs> um there and props loads of props so many props um there was uh, stickers for spooky brunch that have the logo that it is today signage and you know all, all kinds of stuff around and uh your interest got peaked yes. immediately in, in, in what it was absolutely um i'm not sure when we decided that a podcast was the right way to go i'm not sure we decided as much as we were just led to it Spooky Branch started with just me being absolutely obsessed with the design of the logo. I love the human carnage in the Virgin Bloody Mary. And I, I will, I will. So the logo, I haven't given a proper plug yet. Um, uh, James, but well, he might not mind me using his last name. James Cox and I, um, and if he does mind or ever listens to this, I'll just edit it back out. But for now, <laughs> uh, James Cox and I, um, Whenever we started Spooky Brunch, I, I I told him what we wanted and we worked together and and generated that that logo that yeah I'm smitten with yeah it's it's delicious and finding signs around the house you know as I said I, I'm in a new stage of my life where I'm enjoying it so I'm gamifying everything so then when I ended up moving in here it was like well there's Spooky Brunch all over the place so then I just started being myself and using funny accents to describe the signage. And then I think we started just having so much fun cooking together that we were like, hmm, we should probably find a way to share this with someone. And then in regards to how all of that went into a podcast, I, I don't even know. Well, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the spirits themselves have led us here, but it it really has just been us um, 
having our own like shtick, like our own just funny routines that we did with one another as best friends. And then seeing how entertaining it was with anyone around us and how much they were laughing at us and how much we were laughing at ourselves. And then realizing, you know, the world could use a bit more giggles. And I think that's how we transitioned into let, let's share this, whatever this is. <laughs> right. Do we start with um, the idea of writing a cookbook? Yeah first yeah and that was gonna be spooky brunch right um and also an excuse for us to eat glorious gourmet foods <laughs> and experiment we were really just trying to be hobbits and eat multiple lunches and breakfasts and and really just dig into yes as much Supper gluttony yeah <laughs> as much it's excusable gluttony as possible well said yeah <laughs> but um yeah we um we jumped in and really quickly we came up with the manner and the few key characters that we um that we have today uh, a few more of coming have come in and other ones are are right on the horizon getting mm-hmm. ready to getting ready to show their face um but yeah we we kicked it around for months two months yeah talking about doing a podcast all the uh, I could say we were waiting on the equipment and stuff, but you know, I have a garage full of microphones and interfaces and luckily uh, my background lent to a lot of this equipment. My background being a weirdo is perfect for this as well. Yeah. Um, And, and really in those two months time, I think that you and I were doing a ton of research about how the hell you launch a podcast. Mm -hmm. What, what do you need for this? How, how do you get it out there? Um, and yeah, and once we discovered that, we we really hit the ground running with it. Yeah. Um, so I think, so we were talking about it and we we're working on some of our other projects personally and together. Um, and I took a week vacation um, to Sanibel Island, which if you haven't been, um, it's amazing. Uh, very, very dark. Uh, awesome place. A little touristy, a little kitschy, but you find these little pockets of serenity that are uh, that are really awesome. Um, but one night when I was, um, sitting in the, uh, uh, the condo that we had gotten, I just got my phone out and I had my uh, headphones and my laptop, obviously. And I just used that. I plugged directly in through my headphones to my laptop and I recorded the, um, the first Lulu backstory, mm-hmm. which was in, uh, Moonlight Audio production, um, and then interviewing, uh jeremiah and uh daffodil moonlight audio this is lulu yeah yeah lulu from the ad would you like to go ahead and set up an interview no you don't just get the position we're, we're having interviews yep via zoom you you divined you would get this job no you cannot skip the interview Yes, I do understand what you're saying. You've foreseen your position, so you must get the job. And we're wasting your time for having this interview. Well, can you humor me? Are you available at three? Good. I'll send you a link. And then when we got together for the first time to sit down and actually do the podcast, we went back and uh, beefed that up a little bit, put in the the other side of the conversation Mm -hmm. uh, for all that. Um, but I think when I sent that to you, did I, did I have all the sound effects and stuff? 
in you, for that? You had like your first draft of sound sound effects in it. Mm-hmm. So there was like some ambient things and whatever. Um, but you do a great job of doing multiple pass throughs and adding more and more each time. So it was like a, the beginning of the soundscape, I will say. But I was instantly hooked on like the backstory and all of it and could hear this whole other side. And it was great. And in regards to like where the hell my characters came from, I just started a spreadsheet of random weird accents that I could do <laughs> <laughs> and was like, uh, okay, who who could this be? You know, mm-hmm. and and that's where that started coming from. And the minute that I received that Lulu backstory, I started making just absolute garbage content of <laughs> like a toilet TikTok with Daffodil and uh, Zig and Madam on the couch fighting, you know, where I was using mannequins and pillows, you know, to emulate ghosts wearing outfits and just instantly ran away having the time of my freaking life. Are we mm-hmm. allowed to swear? Uh, yeah, I can just put a little E next to everything. Okay. Do you want to take that? Do you want to say fucking life? I want to say my fuck. The time of my fucking life, Mike. <laughs> and you know, I was I was house sitting. Yeah. Right. And so it was just the coolest thing to receive. And then I was absolutely astounded at how quickly ideas started coming about. Okay, so this is the main audio engineer. Well, who's the channel and who's this and who's that? And just it was like I was playing dress up by myself. I was character designing by myself. And and then after all the dress up, that's when I told you that we were going with an audio medium. Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) is that it's important, though, to have like, you know, bullshit filler content on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all that stuff. I wouldn't call it bullshit content. I, I I like it. I love it. I I would say that it's cringy for the comedic factor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after after like in my life, I I guess I'm saying bullshit content compared to like the very well thought out music videos that I've mm-hmm. been in and starred in and all all the like production that I've done as like an actress and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I it's so much fun and I still have a million more ideas and and songs. A million. Name 7. Um, no courtesy flush for you. One. Good. Um, <laughs> just put me raw on the spot. Uh, I can't say any more without giving away things that are going to happen. Oh, you're going to use that as an excuse. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love I love the 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 content that you put out the video wise and all that. I will say a lot of it probably wouldn't have made it out of our writer's room if you hadn't been house sitting with me on an island somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Understood. I think oh, one of them started with the idea of flushing uh, daffodil down the toilet. They were scrying. Hey, I'm in here. No, not in the mirror. I'm in here. So I, I don't, I'm, 
I'm happy it wasn't pitched because I know my <laughs> my one-sided self may have been shut it down. Oh, of course. Pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but it's 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 awesome. And that's why I love Daffodil as well cuz like that's my character to just balls to the wall create anything that I want without, you know, it's not like any of that is quality assured from the writers room. It's it's just whatever happens because mm-hmm. they are just the most wild otherworldly alien creature and (laughs) yeah it's great so uh, how much of daffodil is based internally this is your character you (laughs) you came up with it you presented it one day with a voice and a background it was all complete the way we see it today so how much of that was drawn from wesm Oh God! So, or how much, much do you, how much do you want to admit was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no doubt. Um, so much, so much of them. So I, I just as daffodil, I am non-binary. I am a serious channel, a medium. I am also a certified Reiki master. I am a dreamweave, a dreamweave apprentice. I do all these things in the real. However, there has just been so much pressure to exist in the last couple years on our planet that. I needed this outlet to just laugh at myself. And in regards to the horrific voice, that actually came out uh, because when during quarantine, I was like unschooling a kid. And so like when babysitting this horrible, va- it, it was original, re- it was originally Reginald the Vampire, uh, you know, so like I changed the name, but this was something that I entertained a nine-year-old with and then resurfaced. <laughs> And then all of the things that Daffodil is doing, yes, are fucking hilarious and just over the top and like over dramatic and stuff. And yet this was, you know, my way of playing with all of the things that I do in the real world. Um, And also like anytime that you're in a place of doing any sort of spiritual work, you receive a ton of backlash and people think that you know, you're unqualified to do certain things and whatever. And so for me, it's it's also a great way to sort of redirect like all of the cyberbullying and all of the weird heat that you receive from being a starseed and knowing that you're an alien and you've wound up somehow trying to pretend like you can fit into society. And uh yeah. Go Daffy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and jump into this now. I'll say uh yeah, uh, if you haven't listened to episode two, um, skip ahead seven minutes um, or however long this takes. And uh, so you, you play some other characters that are introduced in episode two. I think Lack is the only one that you hadn't done in the teaser. In the teaser and episode one. Um, but um, what what are some of those characters based on? Absolutely. We first of all we have Zig Oliver, and this is the Demonic Raven King, the Overlord of Hell. Uh, this is a legit spirit guide of mine. This entity follows me, has followed me since I was a child. One of the first miracles I ever saw was a raven with a broken wing magically being repaired. I can't explain it. And this entity is very big and very ominous. And so um, along the same lines of just laughing at myself and, and making everything a little bit lighter... Um, I'm taking this very intense spirit guide from my subconscious and giving him the space to be hilarious and kind of kind of be a shit because really this 
you know, he's an incredible guide and it very much is a, a bit of a trickster spirit. And I've learned a lot of that. I would say I would compare Zig to like, uh, like coyote medicine. Um, it's very intense and, and everything that is shared with me from this filter, I have to sort of differentiate for myself. And that's part of my learning process. Uh, so that's Zig and the Aussie accent is cause I'm fucking obsessed with, with Australia. I always have been, uh, other oh the warbler mm, oh, well uh, i am a classically trained soprano um you know before becoming a witch i did sing in church choir so i sang with lots of ladies that sounded like this um but <laughs> very seriously my background is singing in um italian and german and russian and you know beautiful stage performances i've i've sang in front of 10,000 people in other languages in a fully beautiful floor length formal gown. And uh, the warbler is just that hilarious, over the top, super vibrato y voice that is me uh, making fun of, you know, myself as a soprano. Madame Gaina. Mm, this is my dumb persona, which, you know, it's a podcast about us. So at some point that'll come out for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love Madam. Madam is like my uh, very severe, dominating, bossy side of myself. And I have so much fun with Madam because the character development with Madam is like, yes, yeah, she's this dom. She has she's the ruler of the manor. And this is the fate that she has taken to bestow upon herself. And yet there is there's a matriarchal. Uh, energy there there's a, a kindness there's a a compassion that even though it comes off very short and cold at first as you get to know madame more uh there there's a huge heart there and i think that is very indicative of my persona too i i come off a bit calloused on the outside just a wee bit uh but i'm a big softy on the in and then lack mm-hmm I mean, I'm queer in the real world, so playing a sassy gay man is fucking phenomenal, and I love, I love Lack. The uh, the one character I'm definitely least like would be Lack because Lack has that double sided nature of being nice around others and just mean to his lover, and I I I wouldn't say there's any part of me that's mean. Maybe a younger Wesley, but uh, not at this point. Yeah, I think Lack was mostly discovered by me figuring out how to become a voice actor in in some way or a, a very bad voice actor or <laughs> whatever you want to call this. Um, we talked about Lulu a little bit and yeah. it is, it, it, I, I said earlier, it, loosely based on myself, just in background, the character itself um, or himself comes from I'm not really sure what I guess the um, trying to be the the every working man, I guess um, I, I wanted to create a person that you could identify with, uh, if not as seeing it yourself, but seeing it as someone you're very close to um, and trying to trying to walk that down the middle of the road as much as possible. Of course, he has his own ideas and. Uh, things that come from his personality that I interpret and and put in there, but a lot of those decisions are are made in 
you know, what's the average? What would the average person yeah. do in these situations? Um, Which is so vital because all of the other characters are so over the top that I feel like Lulu is our one thread of realism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think going back to talking about lack and my uh, inexperience uh, <laughs> being on this side of the microphone instead of just uh, behind the screens, um, uh, voice acting, I decided... Uh, that I didn't have many voices, which I've been told is inherently not true. That is true. It is not true at all. <laughs> but, as we've learned from others. But um, <laughs> I, uh, um, I decided to use <clears throat> a voice modulator mm-hmm. uh, for Cal to give uh, a little bit of um, presence and, and, and dominance of the room, but then playing that person as uh weak on the inside in 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 many cases um i i draw a whole lot from uh what i'll call the middle manager um <laughs> whenever you go and you you talk to the people who are under you whether it be in a warehouse or or whatever and you have that point of authority but then on a dime when you walk back up the stairs and you talk to whoever's over you having to go back into that kind of switch mentality that that submissive that going from giving orders to the yes sir really quickly and i thought it would be fun to have a voice that was so present and so dominant the whole time and then playing with a little bit of comedic moments of keeping that voice on and going while being submissive yeah to it i i i think that in itself gives a little bit of it's not it comedy per se but it is that switch that uh, that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's you know the old the, the setup of the classic joke is you, you say something and then it turns out to be something completely different, and that's the punchline. And uh, I, I think that whole character is based in that punchline yes. of to to the 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 to Lulu and Daffodil Day. He has trapped with this whole idea of the podcast and all that he is the the voice he's the one he's the the alpha um and then you see whenever he's in a group of spirits he's <laughs> submissive to almost everything unless it's been pointed out that they are directly under him mm-hmm. but like i said going back to lack um, total accident that we even found that voice yeah um I, it, it was uh, poor execution on my point uh <laughs> that i had the voice modulator on whenever your next line came up right and it was just your you were just talking to me i was just talking to you but our voices are so different you you naturally have a much lower warmer tone so for you with that same vocal preset you sound dark and ominous and huge but for me well i I sound like a sassy gay man and so after laughing and laughing you know and hearing myself laugh as this sort of like gay character in Mm -hmm. my headphones we were like wait a minute Mm-hmm. we could use this mm-hmm. yeah i hadn't i hadn't thought that cal was in a relationship or <laughs> or anything i hadn't uh, thought of his sexuality but it was just such a a good fit yeah. immediately um for uh, for those to go together um and then and still in my uh constant state of not thinking i am good at this I took my voice to another, another side. If if lack, or if Cal was going to be so deep, I needed my next character to be way up 
<laughs> become Hickory Dickens. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, I love it so much. And and that was a character that was absolutely made in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> had had no idea who Hickory was. Um, in 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 working through uh, the scene that Hickory was going to be in there, we we had no idea. We had a little bit of a base that something had gone wrong that used to be uh, Cal's responsibility. So yeah. now he's going to have that dynamic again where he's going to be over someone. And that, oh, hit my mic. And, and that was very professional. We're very, <laughs> we're very good at this. Um, but that was the, the sole base for Hickory Dickens, timekeeper. Um, Say dude. Dude, <laughs> you, you, you love it when Hickory Dickens. Oh, I'm says. obsessed, and now we walk around the house all the day, like just say, dude. <laughs> dude. Oh. oh no, dude! <laughs> but uh, um, and just what a contrast! What a contrast! Because in that scene, then you had to play both Cal and Hickory Dickens and have this mm-hmm. argument with yourself with this like dark, ominous Cal, and then. Just the opposite end of your voice, which w- was really fun to do, and it led itself into kind of Cal's switch like yeah. really easily. So I was already mentally prepared for Cal to be able to to switch on a dime because his confidence in my mind in in creating that character was already artificial. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 prepping for that, it was so simple to be able to switch. Really, it was just a physical getting rid of that voice modulation uh, that made it mentally so easy to to jump back and forth and on made editing super easy because there wasn't that big like oh, let me get into a a voice or or anything like that. Absolutely, you're very used to hearing your voice. Oh, we're not talking about the other character that you did. Oh, I I honestly forgot about the other character. That is one I do have to think about the the mysterious voice. Yeah, um, the whispers, the deep. That was um, a, a, an idea of bookending. Uh, the episode seemed really ap- uh, appealing, um, and I think we're we're getting better at the idea of of setting up this structure and building through and, and kind of keeping everything in its lane. But we had finished recording uh, episode two, and it just it didn't feel done, even though we had done. <coughs> I'm joking, Auntie. I'm, I'm a professional. <laughs> <coughs> How it up? And we're waiting on a on a tea break. For some reason, you decided to take another drink of tea because well, first... you got to wash down the choke, don't you? <laughs> you got to wash down the choke with more. <laughs> I'll take your professional opinion <laughs> on, on that. But um, the, the episode, it felt, even though that there were some, you know, loose ends and questions left to be answered and there was all these moments, it felt like it just wasn't done yeah. yet. We we hadn't had that that moment of like, oh, Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Building the suspense. I also think that 
we've we've gotten to know Cal so much better in episode two, and that really wavering confidence is very prevalent. So when it comes to the idea of, you know, who's editing the podcast and and why would more intimate moments be out there? I think we needed the like over overarching, mm-hmm. you know, the reach to just encompass all of of the weird gory secretive mm-hmm. you know all the stuff that uh lulu would have never let get through the podcast mm-hmm. that cal would have been way too sensitive to let into the podcast and so we need like a, a villain against them all if mm-hmm. you will. And, and that took a lot of pressure off of us through yeah. the story arc and through improvising improvising it gave us a lot of freedom we didn't have to go back and think well why would this be in there um, and then story arc wise, it's, it's a lot of capability to see some, some private scenes and, yeah. um, actually tell the story without it just being, um, third person. Right. Um, so, you know, not to dig in, in too deep, but yeah, it, the, the whole reason that that person, that thing exists it was just because we needed it to be a little bit easier yeah, <laughs> during, during cohesion. the edits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back, back to I professional. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being very used to, uh, you're, you're, you're super used to hearing your own voice. Um, I am to a degree with a little bit of stuff that I've done. Um, but how, how is it for you hearing you doing these voices and then hearing it back through the, just through the editing process, normally we will record for a 30 minute episode like episode two um we sat down and recorded for about 50 minutes yeah uh, a lot of the time that was taken out was just air um in between but you know some whole lines get edited out uh, what have you but what what is it like hearing hearing your voices back uh strangely vulnerable so uh as i've said i've spent my whole life trying to be a good singer and <laughs> You know, I've done tons of performances, everything from spoken word to being in an aggressive rock band, to being in a spiritual band, to, you know, classical orchestra, all of that. So I'm I'm 100% used to and very comfortable hearing my own voice and my own essence. However, doing something like the Spooky Brunch Jingle, where I'm singing in character voices and then hearing things back where I'm emulating all of these hilarious characters, it it took me like a few minutes to take some deep breaths and like actually get some reassurance from you to be like, hey, like, is this good enough? And you you looked at me like, oh, shit, like it better be good enough. Like, <laughs> you're the one that's supposed to know what you're doing. <laughs> um, and. And yet I just love it. You know, the other thing about my life that you will very quickly learn about me is I'm absolutely on the spectrum. And my neurodiversity, I have come to understand as one of my superpowers. And in my normal life, I do very, very many characters and tons of different accents. Just that's how I get through the day. That's how I cover myself stuttering at times. That's how I cover myself when... Um, I'm sort of out of my body and that sort of a thing. And using those character voices around the house, around you, just on a friendship level, has opened me up to start stimming around you and tons of other things. So in regards to this podcast, hearing it professionally recorded and played back was this sort of daunting moment of, wow, I really am that fucking weird. (laughs) And I was like, 
I kind of fucking love that. And it's actually brought about a ton of confidence and acceptance of me and all of myself because all of these different voices are, are just within me. And now they finally have a space to go. And it's actually clearing up a ton of mental real estate. Like because of the hilarious versions of myself that I'm allowing to actually be recorded on this podcast, I'm now writing beautiful, serious music every day. There's tons of new songs that are coming through because we are improving because I am laughing at myself and I'm I'm okay with the fact they sometimes I sound like this. And that's just what fucking happens. There's an Aussie in me somewhere. I, I don't know how I got there. <laughs> you, you touched on the, the jingle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was wild. So we, we had been talking about doing uh, a podcast um, and that was solidified mm-hmm. that we're doing a podcast and the base story is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we knew we needed some kind of jingle uh, creation. And were we watching the great British baking show? Oh yeah. I know we were in the basement. 100%. So uh, one of the things with autism is my mimicry is on point. So when we started talking about doing a podcast, I, I started giving you my samples of, you know, British and Cockney and all, you know, all the other accents that I can do. And, and you looked at me lovingly and said that they were terrible. So <laughs> you, <laughs> you put on the Great British Baking Show so that I could start emulating, you know, Paul and Prue and all the different, you know, people on the show because there are actually lots of different dialects and versions of English on the show. And I just love that show. Yeah. Just. just- so calm. Forget about Spooky Brunch for a minute. The Great British Baking Show may be the the, the best thing that's ever been made. <laughs> uh, we are we are not sponsored by the Great British Baking Show. No, but it I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know who hasn't seen it, but it's on Netflix. It's it's a competition show, but the way that they care about yeah. each other, the contestants, and the way it's not American TV. No, I tell you that. So even, I mean, I, I guess Paul Hollywood has his little bits of authority every once in a while, like especially in Bread Week. And I know this isn't, you're not going to care if you don't care about Great British Breaking Show, but that hasn't stopped me from talking about a lot of stuff. Um, But everybody else has so much compassion for each other and there is joy and sorrow and so much just at every 10 minutes you go through this roller coaster with these people and every moment in this competition where they win a, a glass dish right. and, and some flowers. Yeah. There's like, there's, there's no, no money. money. There's nothing, there's nothing like that. And they care about it so much still, even though those things aren't there, but um, they're, they're rooting for each other. They're leaving their station to go help other people. Great show. Watch the show. I love the show just because as a vegan, I watch that motherfucking show and I turn to you every five minutes like, okay, how do we make that with plants? Okay, how do we make that with plants? And you, you've actually created a couple things now. You've made the fig bars. Oh, my God. Oh, thanks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so, why I love it. So in, in, in this moment in the jingle, oh, well, right. we, We're we, we, weren't, we weren't actually talking about making the jingle yet. We were just getting focused on... <laughs> building characters and trying to lock in 
some accents. Yeah. And I, I knew that was a show that you could see a pretty large spectrum of voices from yeah from also using cooking terminology and baking terminology like they're they're in a kitchen setting so mm -hmm. it's helpful for me to hear that since you know brunch has something to do with our podcast yeah yeah something <laughs> more in the later episodes uh but um so we're, we're in the basement doing that and i have this small uh interface and i had a ukulele down there and it was just okay. Let's let's just do something. Mm -hmm. Let's get started. So I plugged in um, my electric ukulele. Um, and why I had an electric ukulele before this, I don't know. Um, during quarantine, I bought one uh, off of Amazon for sixty bucks a ukulele <laughs> for sixty dollars, and it worked fine. Wow! It was it was it, you, you probably still get one. They're cheap, um, but. Uh, for some reason, I decided that I needed to buy this $200 electric one because I'm me. Yeah. And I just, it, it was more techy. It could of do course. effects and you could plug it in and you could make it loud. And that was important, I guess. So I had that nevertheless. Uh, so I, I had just recently learned the uke and how to well if you can ever finish learning an instrument that's that's its own thing but i yeah. had separate podcast yeah separate <laughs> podcast i had learned enough to pretend to some people if i was able to walk away that i knew how to play a ukulele <laughs> <laughs> upon questioning or request i they would know immediately that oh you know three songs yeah and and you know that's it um so i started playing around with the chords that i knew and just plugged it in and i probably played five six times stumbling over the fretboard um and i got one down that we were just that's scratch you know we're yeah. just gonna have that as a base to do um all the all the voices over the top and we'll change this it'll, it'll you know we'll, we'll do whatever we need to do um so all the stuff was there so i just hooked up a mic and we got your scratch vocal in super scratch wrote the lyrics on the couch the great british baking show is paused on the television mm -hmm. we're just fucking around i i'm listening to these chords it was super cute it was catchy it was fun it was upbeat and and all i could come up with was repeating spooky brunch a whole bunch and then and, and you had it's scary in between breakfast and lunch at spooky brunch <gasps> the... which i screamed in delight when i came up with that <laughs> oh I mean, that was that was a hand flapping flyaway moment of just like, oh, it's brilliant. And uh, yeah. And then we wrote the other two. We're in a writing group together. So we, we mm -hmm. wrote the other the only other two verse lines of the entire jingle a paranormal podcast in which you cannot run your trap. So cook us food and we will make it fun. That's well, it. yeah. Yeah. And then uh, how. Can you talk about how you were able to take the uke sound and make it a full, like, chorus of sure. strings? Yeah, so um, we had that in, and it was just over the ukulele. And in my nature, I, it, I think things aren't good enough. Even though we were down there together mm -hmm. making it. Like, you and I are equally in this. We both equally know that uh, we had just done this sitting on a basement floor. <laughs> Um, I, but I was still, I guess, apologetic to my end because I thought even if they were scratch vocals, I thought it was great. 
and I thought that the the uke the the poor fumbling just wasn't enough. So I was even like intimidated to like show it to you even put together. So I put headphones on and um jumped in and made two new tracks on the ukulele and I just uh uh, uh pitch shifted it uh one uh down and it it got a little bassier sounded a little bit like a guitar mm-hmm. really like that took the original and I went up with it um and it sounded like almost like a mandolin absolutely uh, I threw a little bit of reverb on there just to give it that kind of multiple string uh because the mandolin has eight strings even though that's over four and then the uke just has the four strings um and then when I played those it sounded really full and it 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 almost sounded like a, a cohesive piece um and and that by the way is what is in there um through laziness and partial ineptitude i never got around to <laughs> to re-recording the, the ukulele part um so that's that's what's in there um and and what and what stuck also i i remember the real reason why um so we had come up it we had the jingle rough in for about two weeks and then we came up to the the home studio which is essentially no different than the basement uh it's a finished basement this is a finished room don't know why we needed to be in here to do this but we were it was important at the time it's the focus zone Uh, yeah i suppose there are multiple spooky brunch signs in the room (laughs) therefore it's the spooky brunch studio having the having the space and the intention in the space is yeah very very important for doing that and we started to lay down uh, character vocals <laughs> to to the scratch ukulele. So when I'm listening to it, um, I was getting ready to redo the uke uh, on the main track. Then just plug that in, and it would still be easy peasy and full. And all the effects modulations would carry through the other two. Uh, and then I realized it carries no time signature. Yeah, uh, I was going to set the metronome, and it just Nope. Then at that at that point, I was like, I can't, I can't re-record this right. without a huge pain. Well, that causes. Honestly, though, I'm grateful for that because it actually took the pressure off of me. This was my first time singing in character voices, and so if we had like really gone into an audio session together where there was a metronome and a count in and all of these things, I would have just had so much pressure as a professional vocalist to then be professional whereas with this it was like you know the warbler oh here we go right Mm -hmm. you know because there's no count in it's all by feel and also just hearing like oh well it's it's just fine this is just the scratch uke with the scratch vocals and just sing over it all of a sudden i was like i can sing in an aussie accent you know i I, I can sing in the Russian accent, of course. It's spooky brunch. It's scary, and it's between breakfast and lunch, right? All of a sudden, all of these funny characters, I was just able to do it. And even though you're my best friend, I was still beat red and immediately <laughs> needed to like leave the room and take a deep breath and be like, oh, God, how funny and weird. And yet, it was so nice. So, yeah, I'm very, very grateful that you did not go back and record that seriously. Spooky brunch, spooky brunch, spooky brunch, spooky 
Grabs a cook a spoon and we will make it fun. It's Spooky Brunch. Spooky Brunch. Spooky Brunch. Spooky Brunch. Spooky Brunch. The scary and it's between breakfast and lunch. It's Spooky Brunch. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just take credit that that was my plan the whole time. Of course. Yeah. To make me comfortable. Whether or not that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good. It's one of those tension moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did want to touch on, um, so we are a partially improvised podcast and what that actually means or what it means in my mind. Um, mm -hmm. So to me, it means that we have a story arc. Um, we get together and we talk about. Uh, beginning, middle, and end of an episode, and go as far as to it for key moments. Uh, write out lines. Yeah. Um, Especially when I'm switching in between, like um, when I'm having an argument with myself. Like for example, in episode two, I, there's a moment where Zig and Daff are speaking, and because I'm going in between an Olsi and a ridiculous Daff at all, I I needed those roughly sketched out although you and i don't actually totally stay on script ever even when we write a script yeah. no <laughs> um it, it's still it's it's that thing where we discuss where we need this episode to basically end and where we're starting from and kind of let it go from there yeah um and then whenever we whenever we hit a roadblock we use the magic of editing to to take out air and all of that but a lot we you use the magic of editing <laughs> <laughs> all right brag <laughs> you're great <laughs> listen we would not be able to record anything without you right even now i'm choking on tea and you're gonna go back through and edit all this <laughs> to be fair I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna leave that in oh yeah and i'm gonna take out every time i punch the mic oh <laughs> Um, but uh, you're right with the outline and it's so much fun. Cause like for episode two, we knew that we wanted Lulu to have been lost somewhere in the manor, and then, you know, just throwing out funny ideas. I was like, well, what about like a time room? And then mm -hmm. it was like, yes. And then Hickory, Hickory Dickens was born in the middle of like, you know, etching out this very rough outline of all of it. And mm -hmm. just fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we're definitely getting further away from uh, uh, full scripting, even mm. though because it was a waste of our own time with how much we actually end up going off of it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we would get in moments where it was, oh, well, here's a super important line we have to make sure is in here. And then we wouldn't do it. And it still worked fine. And what we said in the moment was funnier and seemed more natural. And so... Yeah, uh, I, I still think we need our safety net or we'll end up uh, talking about nothing a lot like this. Uh, We're uh, good for, at this, though. For, in the story, we'll just not go anywhere. Yeah. Um, cause well, we, I think the opposite. I think we would go too many places. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, the thing is, like, because we write together every Wednesday night, mm -hmm. you and I are so used to writing awesome fiction pieces and building off of one another. So I think if we had no outline we would end up building way too quickly. And I think that there's really uh, like a, a wonderful stair step, a wonderful build in our character development and all of these things because we set, this is where we're going to end. Especially mm -hmm. for me. 
Lizzie, <laughs> this is where you step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we touched on kind of why we're making spooky brunch now. Yeah. Um, how I, do you feel though? How do you feel having this sort of resurfaced and and rebranded into something that it was never intended to be initially? I. In the in the beginning, when we, we were talking about it, I was really really excited, um, and I still am. <laughs> I know it sucks. That, that, was, okay. that was leading to, oh, to no. a place I didn't want it to. <laughs> um, I, I was really excited about it, and then um, it it took a little bit because it was something else made just by me, ran just by me, um, to 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 kind of let go and let another person in to this world into Your this baby. little into this yeah. little bubble and and let it go it, it, it it's amazing that uh um that it it was you that came in and your ideas are brilliant cool. nine times out of ten. Oh, thanks wait nine <laughs> times out of ten. um and it made it super easy uh and fun uh to to jump in and and, and call the spooky brunch and, and develop the story together and to and to work through that um I hate to say I don't know why Spooky Brunch is important to me, uh, so I'm not going to, and I'm going to vamp for this amount of time to, well, like we said, <laughs> uh, like we said, it's it's important for us to laugh yeah, a whole lot. Um, and I, after the first record of episode one, I left the studio in it, a little bit of a dark place, I think maybe we had just uploaded it and I was like, well, this is really good. Hopefully someone listens. Yeah. And you said, it doesn't matter if anybody listens to anything. We made this and we think it's great. And it brought us joy. Absolutely. And, and is, you know, narcissistic as that is. Yeah. Where we're doing this, we're doing this for us. It's not narcissistic. It's healing. That is, that has been my mantra all the way through doing music professionally and now doing painting and art professionally. Mm -hmm. Literally, this is created through me, for me, Mm -hmm. and anyone else, because it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. You know, and so because of that, we have to love it and we have to enjoy what we're doing because passion is what is needed right now to survive. And those people that actually adhere to what they're passionate about end up thriving. Yeah. And so before any any stage show, right, as a lead singer, that that's a ton. You know, people are like, how are you so confident? I'm like, I'm not. I, no one is here. It's just me. It's me. And I love hearing my voice and the incredible lyrics that have come through me on a microphone. And this is my communion with my source, with my creator. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest part for me. So with Spooky Brunch, yes, it's funny. Yes, it's it's great. And people have had an incredible reaction to it, which is awesome. However, that is, I think, a byproduct of us having an incredible time doing it. Mm-hmm. I think that us experiencing joy and laughter is what creates the space for any audience member to feel the same way. Yeah. Um, I, I think that for us anyway is is creation on its whole pretty short after we had the idea that I had decided to um, become sober mm-hmm. and um, with, with the intention of remaining sober. Yeah. Um, several times I'd quit. I, I, I had stopped uh, 
drinking and and everything several times one for as long as uh, 18 months mm-hmm. uh before jumping back in because uh, every time i did it before i did it as like oh just checking in making sure you can still stop Absolutely. uh kind of like my subconscious was telling me it's like hey dude <laughs> you dude. should you should check this out <laughs> this sobriety thing is pretty cool <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I always had given it, um, kind of an end date. Yeah. Um, and, and this last time, uh, I said, it's, it's just time for yeah. me personally and for what I was going through just to stop it completely. Um, and I think having, us this style of podcast and content, um, that isn't focused around drinking or anything and actually it's there it's about creating well we thought spiritless cocktails mm-hmm. and how to how to you know imbibe without alcohol right um and and that was something that i hadn't found um so it was it, and it is becoming more and more important for me to to have out there in case other people just want to listen to something where you're not going to run into substance or substance abuse or references that you feel like you're out of the club on. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, as you know, I'm celebrating my first decade sober, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. And 10 years is a huge milestone. And I completely agree with you that you cannot turn on any sitcom commercial, anything mainstream media without alcohol and marketing of all of these things, just sort of like, it's such a hypersaturated market. It's everywhere. And it it is so freeing to have something that's hilarious and sexy and fun and creating that space where you get to use your fancy cups and you get to be the drink alchemist. And yet it's nourishing for your body instead mm-hmm. of detrimental. Yeah. Well, um, that is just about an hour. So we do have to what? start. To... <laughs> we did it. Just. We have to start to wrap this up. Um, but is there anything else you'd you'd want to share on this? I, I'm sure we'll do this again. Oh um, yeah, I just I just want to know now that you've heard yourself doing all these incredible accents and voices and all the stuff. Are you having fun? Are you having fun? <laughs> yes, nothing says fun <laughs> like the pressure of having fun. <laughs> no, it, it, it's 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 an absolute blast. Um, I really am having fun with it. Uh, and writing characters and thinking about new voices to get with them and their personality. Yeah, I, I, it, it's it's interesting being on this side of the microphone, but yeah. I, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, you're doing a great fucking job. You just had to get one last fuck in. That's it. You didn't care fuck, about my answer. Fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck. All right. So <laughs> that that's going to be it for us. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us for an hour. Or if you didn't, fuck you. It doesn't matter. You're not here. Absolutely. <laughs> no, way, not fuck you. Fun. I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> Don't. Um, for those people who actually tuned back in after the seven minutes and we were still talking about episode two, um, sorry. Uh, not going to edit that. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll probably jump back on at 10 episodes, 15 episodes yeah. and do this again. Talk about that process those characters and all that um anytime 
if you want us to talk about anything or run this like an AMA, uh, you could email me cookie at spookybrunch.com. Um, if you have something for the main feed podcast that you'd like to, to share with the characters or be shared on there, um, it's uh, spookybrunch at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, uh, thanks for being a patron. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, that's it. It's scary and it's by doing breakfast and lunch at Spooky Brunch. Uh, so that was... Yeah, what the fuck was that? I don't, I don't know. So, Cookie is the homunculus that they put in the world to replace me. Yeah, on my tricycle. But, uh, but who the fuck is Wesm? I, I don't, they said that we're W-E-C-S-Y-M. created. We're created. I am not fake, okay? I, I can attest to that. I am not a character. I am real. Yeah. But, uh, kind of cool name, though, Wesm. Wesm faux leather. I don't know. Wesm's not a plant, though, is it? I don't think so. I'm not sure what Wesm is. I don't. I don't know either. All right. Well, we need to look into this while we can. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe I could get my tricycle back. Uh, that's 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 the big piece here. So hopefully you enjoyed uh, that Patreon episode from last year. Um, there are a lot more of those. Uh, on the Spooky Brunch Patreon, uh, according to this sheet that I've been handed. Yeah, um, apparently. Apparently. And also, uh, while we are trapped down here inside the manor, in the basement, by the Monster Hunters, uh, we're going to be releasing episodes bi-weekly. Yeah. So every other week. Um, But I think these Cookie and Wesm will be releasing... uh, all kinds of different content on the Patreon in the off weeks. So you'll be hearing from us here in the manor uh, twice a month. And then from this cookie and Wesm twice a month as well on every other week. Sounds like you better hurry your butt up to Patreon and not miss a beat. I mean, Uh, I'm excited. I don't, I don't really know what we're in for, (laughs) but I'm going to do it. Well, yeah. It's uh, like what? Five bucks a month? I think, yeah. Five bucks a month. (laughs) Less than a mm. coffee. <laughs> You're doing the cup of coffee thing. What? What uh, well, thing? Every every sales pitch is less than a cup of coffee per. You can't buy a car for less than a cup of coffee, Lolo. A cup of coffee a minute. Uh, why? why would... Well, yeah, you I'm just, just saying it's poop a... constantly. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still need to find you that bathroom. Yeah. Okay, l- let's go do that. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, next week, you'll be here from the manor. And then the week after, will be more Patreon. Goodbye.